You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast, because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Well, hello. I'm back from vacation, and I have so much to share with you. Let's just start off with the new podcast name and the new group name. What do you think? Um, This is just a little reminder. I know I have more than 13 people listening to my podcast and there are only 13 reviews on the podcast. So if you could go and you're like loving the podcast and you only have a five-star review, please don't like bog it down. (laughs) But if you have a five-star review, please leave your thoughts or just leave a rating in the app store so more people can find the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Let's take a second before we get into today's topic, which is actually related to the name change, but... Let's just talk about why we changed the name real quick. I am expanding my business services into general business coaching. And the reason why is because I absolutely love all the photographers that I know and work with. And I found myself being asked if I coach coaches and kind of coaching on different business topics anyways. And so here I am. It's business is business. It's all the same principles. And I am officially open for business for anybody who wants business coaching. So let everybody know. So as I mentioned, I just got back from vacation, which I don't know if you would really call it a vacation because I was working and I was there with my coach (laughs) to learn. But for me, it felt like a vacation (laughs) because I did not have any children to take care of. And I got to just like go to bed whenever I wanted to, take a shower whenever I wanted to. Like it is the small luxuries and you really appreciate it, just like making your own decisions. <laughs> so for me it was it felt like a vacation. The night after the first mastermind meeting, which was just like a full day of learning and coaching and all of that, I went to my room and we had some homework to do and I was like something was bothering me about how I had completed one of the pages. And so I kind of like let myself go on my audio messages on my phone or like voice memos or whatever. And I let myself just talk and see what came out. And what ended up coming out was what felt like a very deep, like true download from the universe. And that night I changed everything. I renamed everything. I made new like art for my podcast and everything. And I was just like, we're just going with this. This is the unicorn business because what is it really about, right? Like what makes people want to pay you in your business is the fact that you're not like everybody else. That's literally all you have to sell them on. And it's so important that we like learn how to connect more to our own magic, our own wisdom and trusting ourselves. And if we are out there doing life the way that the whole world has taught us to do it, like, which is basically doing it correctly and conforming and being like, not being too crazy and too weird, we are not going to have a very easy time in business because everyone's just going to be like, blah, boring. That doesn't stand out. I don't care. So I actually started thinking about this a few weeks ago I was up on TikTok and I don't know what TikTok does, but at some point they start to put like philosophical and like deep things. This is what I've noticed. Like during the day, it's all like, you know, husband, wife content, family content, gym content, all the stuff I'm interested in. And then at nighttime, they'll start to put like existential 
questioning content. And I don't know what it is, but it works on me. Like I'm like, I'm so into it. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? I've never thought about this. So one of the videos was they were talking about how they asked, like somebody was researching or something and asked the indigenous people of Peru how they knew what plants were like medicinal and which ones were healthy to eat and which ones were poisonous. And the people said, the plants tell us. And so I just want to take a second, like, notice your reaction to that. Are you like, what in the world are you talking about? Or are you open to that? Now, I'm the type of person where I'm like, if somebody tells me, like, honestly, that the plants tell them, I am going to believe it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to allow that into my brain as a possibility of what could be true. And so I just started thinking, right? Like, if it's true that maybe like nature can tell us things and that we have all of this intrinsic knowledge and wisdom about how the world works. What are we really doing by like putting information out there on the internet or putting the time on our phone? And it just made me think about how much we are basically like, we're, we're making shortcuts, right? To make our lives easier. Um, so let's say the plant example, like we have all these plants and we can look them up on our phone and we can look them up on the internet and see if they're poisonous or not. But what that does to us is it shuts off any notion that we had that we could talk to the plants. <laughs> it shuts off any like personal knowing or wisdom of like how, you know, how the plants might be or being able to read the different plants in a different way, right? It only, it forces us to look outside of ourselves for that information. I think it's such a beautiful example of how most of us are living our lives. I think if there's one thing I've noticed as being a coach, it's that we want so badly to have like a, something laid out to us. Like we really want to have a structure and we want to, because we want to feel like we're doing it right. And we were raised in a society where we're taught that we are wrong and basically like go ask the teacher and make sure that you're doing it right. And you have to like learn all the right ways to like go through your life and do it properly. And that's how you can know you're safe. And that's how you can know you're correct. So the question becomes at what point is the convenience of having all the answers laid out for you actually not convenient anymore, actually harmful to your ability to trust yourself and look within yourself for answers, okay? So like a small one would be spelling words, okay? (laughs) I cannot spell half the things that I learned how to spell growing up because my phone does it for me. I still don't know how to spell restaurant. But is that a problem? Um, I would say not really because spelling is kind of made up and I don't really care about stuff like that. Like it doesn't matter to me if I don't know how to spell that well. That's one example of where it's like convenience, but it's not really something where I would like want to replace that with learning all the words myself. So it's convenient and I don't care. It's fine. We get into business and oh, there's so much here that has been laid out for us, that has been structured for us. And we are just like, 
following it like as if that is the only way in the world to live, which is so funny because everybody gets into business because they want, not everybody, I can't speak for everybody, but like most of us get into business because we want to break free of the rules and the confines. And then we start our business and it's like, we have to do everything correctly and we have to do it right. And there's a right and wrong way. And we don't know the answers. So I want to pose the question, what if we're not supposed to really have and listen to all of those guidelines, all of those structures? What if all of those are just made up? And what if we as humans were actually created to be a lot more in tune with our inner voice and to check in with ourselves a lot more, right? So let's say something in your business isn't working. What are you going to do? You're probably going to go, you're going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Or you're going to go to somebody else and you're going to like tell them about it. Maybe it's like your friend and you're going to tell them and they're going to be like, oh shoot, like this, you know, maybe you could work on this, but you're limited when you ask other people to like their beliefs and their limiting beliefs and their ideas. And what you're probably not going to do is go inward and like know what's going on and really take yourself there because we haven't been taught to do that. You know, this is so funny that this is coming to mind, but this is something that I noticed at a really young age when I was like in third grade. I remember we used to go to the computer lab and we would design things. I think it was on, it was on some sort of like Microsoft publisher or something really cool where you could like design pamphlets and flyers and stuff. And I just remember thinking it was so cool because it would have like a brochure, you know, and it would be all formatted to print out into a brochure. (laughs) And here's the cool part. Okay. They would assign something to us, like design the brochure. Right. And because I was just a third grader, I didn't know how brochures were supposed to be designed. And I remember the way that I did it before I knew how they were supposed to be designed was like, just whatever I thought was supposed to happen, (laughs) which was just whatever came out of my brain. It was just totally random. And then I looked around at like what other people had done And then my brain started to form constructs around how the brochure was supposed to be formed. And same thing I've noticed with social media. You know, like when when Twitter first came out, I remember being like, I don't know what you do on Twitter. And then I would see people would post like lyrics on Twitter. (laughs) This was a long time ago. I don't think people still do that. Um, Or they would post like an update of what they were doing or they would tag somebody. And then once again, my brain went from having like a wide open range of just figure, like just do whatever you would like, just post whatever you would like to having confines to being like, this is the idea. This is what you should be doing. This is what people use Twitter for. And you see that, right? Like you see everybody uses these social media platforms in pretty much the same way. Like if you look across Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you notice that there's like kind of a common theme and a culture that each one of them have that people just like adhere to without even thinking about it, right? So I'm curious, what would happen if you had never seen anybody else's business or how they did anything in their business? What would happen if you had never seen anybody else's marketing on social media before? It's the difference between, imagine if Elon Musk was like trying to invent a car 
And he just looked at all the cars that were already on the market and was like, okay, this is how cars work. This is how cars are fueled. This is what cars are supposed to look like. And I'm just going to like change mine just a tad to make it like a little bit cooler, but pretty much just follow all the rules for cars because that's how cars are. How many of us are approaching our business that way? Trying to like tweak little things and make little changes so people like notice and think that it's cool and see that it's different, but really you're just, you're still following along this same construct that hasn't even been questioned. You see this even going down to the smallest level. Like my clients tell me that there are days where they get on their phone and they just look through their phone and like their emails and their notifications and all that. And that's how they prompt themselves to figure out what they're doing with their day. Like the phone is the construct of here, like this is what you should be working on. So what are we supposed to do about that? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is that I have a feeling that most people are going to be pretty resistant to too much ambiguity, too much creativity, too much change. And the reason why is because I told you people love constructs. People love to know that they're following an outline. You know, I don't know how many people that if they told me, like, I just want to be told what to do step by step and I will do it. Like, that's what we want. We don't really want to, like, tap into that part of our brain because we're not used to it. It feels really uncomfortable. And we love using the logical part of our brain that's just like, if you do this, then this will happen. And the part that makes sense and the part that feels so methodical and, like, it's guaranteed a result right? And instead, what we have to do is be willing to tap into what's creativity. Creativity is you're going to mess up sometimes and you're going to have things go in a weird direction sometimes <laughs> and you, and it's failure and it's like experimenting and our logical brains don't want to do that. So just notice that first of all, that like it might be kind of difficult because your brain wants it to be so certain, it wants it to be like there's an answer and this is it and this is how life works and there's no other way to do it. So if you can get past that and you can become okay with uncertainty and you can be okay with a little bit of discomfort because this is the muscle we're not taught to use very often, then let's talk about how do we use it. The first thing I want to say is that we can still put boundaries and lines and constructs on our life, but we can do so with intention. Okay. So for example, like having the phone be your, you know, your answer to what you're supposed to be doing with your day is going to feel very chaotic. And it's going to be like, what is your phone telling you to do? It's it's telling you to like worry about politics. And then it's telling you to like worry that you're going to get shot. And then it's telling you to like answer an email. And then it's telling you that it's your friend's birthday. Like it's literally all over the place, right? So what if we could still use constructs, but like use them in an intentional way of knowing this is the way, this is kind of like the path we want to go. So one of the ways that I like to intentionally create constructs around my business is I will follow programs. Like I am not at the point in my business where I want to create an entirely new way of doing business which that there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, if you have to learn all the other aspects of business, 
why would you put yourself in a situation where you're relearning things that other people have learned? So for example, you could just follow a pricing model. You could join a program and you could like follow what they say to do in the program. It could be as simple as a decision on how you're marketing. We've talked about that a lot, about how all types of marketing work. And you just have to kind of decide, like, do I want to meet people at networking events? Do I want to meet people on Facebook or on Craigslist? I don't know. (laughs) Whichever one. So deciding those constructs gives you a place to bounce around in. Like, I'm just imagining you being like a little ball, just like bouncing all over the place, right? And I see for my clients that also don't create their own constructs in that way, they end up listening to constructs that don't work for them. Like they end up just listening to conflicting information or they're bouncing all over the world. Like there's just no line. And it's like, we can work on, you know, pottery one day and then we can work on photography the next day. And so we do want to kind of like create those boundaries, but with intention and know that you can always take them back off. So the point of this is not to be reinventing the wheel, right? It's to be like, like if somebody has already figured out a good pricing structure to not spend three years of your business figuring out what works for pricing. You see what I'm saying? So without reinventing the wheel, having a simple outline that's not too specific or too like you can only do it this way and there's no other way to do it because that's never true. Once you have that, what happens? So let's say for my clients at the beginning of us working together, if they don't already know what they're doing and have like a program that they're following, like sometimes my clients will join a program and then they'll get coaching to help them succeed in the program, right? Because those are two completely different things. (laughs) But let's say that they don't do that. Let's say that they don't know anything about like what they should be doing. Then we make simple decisions based on the goals. So instead of being like the only way to get clients is to get on stage and speak somewhere, I don't know. I just made that up. We, we look at the goal, right? We look at like, we want to meet people and we want to spread the word about what we're doing. And we want to keep practicing our belief in what we're doing and keep serving our clients. And then we just look at, well, how do we want to do that? And so we kind of make like the outline of how they're going to show up from the backwards way of like being goal oriented towards the result that they want to get. Because let's say you decided to market your business through LinkedIn. You're going to get on LinkedIn. You're going to see all the people on there. You might get a little bit like intimidated because everybody looks so professional and businessy. <laughs> and if you follow me on Facebook, it's funny because like the day that I changed everything of during the mastermind, I also <laughs> had this picture that I took that I thought was like really hot and cute. And like I thought I looked really good in it. And I made it my LinkedIn profile picture. And it's like literally just a mirror pic of me and a dress. And it looks nothing like you would think a LinkedIn picture should look like, right? And I'm just like doing it because it's like who invented the idea that you have to hire a professional photographer and have them have a white blouse on and look like a professional? Like, where did that come from? It's just a made up rule. So this is the part, if we go back to the very beginning, where you want to metaphorically learn how to talk to the plants better. Most people, whenever they're like running into resistance and they're running into failure, 
their solution is not to learn how to how to work and communicate with themselves and the work better with the plants better their solution is to go look outside of themselves again for answers so a very real example of this could be you fail at posting and you get on a facebook group and you say hey look this didn't work for me what's going on and then you're going to get all these different answers where someone's going to say well maybe it's you know maybe it's your picture Maybe, you know, it's the way that you said that thing. I don't like that. I don't like that you use that word. And then someone else is going to say, you know what? I used to do that. And then I switched to like running Facebook ads and that's what worked for me. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, okay, good. I have all these outside answers. I need to like switch everything and change everything. And what you haven't done is found what's going on inside of you that made it not work. And like I said earlier, your brain is not going to want to do this. Your brain is so used to just being able to like get online and Google it or, you know, race to find the answer, race to try something new. And so it's going to feel like counterintuitive to go and slow down. What you really need to learn how to do is like slow down and look inside your own brain. And this happened to me when I went to the mastermind last week. I had been just like zooming through my life that I hadn't realized how much pressure was coming into my business from me not having a boundary around when I was working, when I was being a mom. <laughs> so I, I had this like unnecessary pressure on myself and I kept just powering through it. And guess what? That doesn't work. <laughs> Duh. But I didn't like, because I just didn't want to slow down and ask myself that. And then finally, when I got to the mastermind, my coach didn't tell me, my coach didn't walk up to me and like read my mind and say, this is what you've been doing wrong. Like, this is the problem. I sat there and I had the space created for me to do that. And so I had the answer within myself. So this is so important. This is what we do as coaches. Like it, all of the answers are within yourself, but your brain isn't going to want you to go there. Like it, for same thing for finding your value in your business, right? Your most of my clients, they want their clients to like validate them. <laughs> they want their clients to be like, you're such a good blah, blah, blah. You're so good at this thing. I really think that it was worth the money. I wish I could pay you more. They want their clients to validate everything about their pricing, their value. They want their success feeling like they want their family to validate that they could be successful, that they're proud of them that they're resilient, like all these things that you want to believe about yourself. And if you keep looking for that outside of you, you're going to be very disappointed and it's just not the most effective way. So I want to end this by saying what I think the constructs of business are that I do think you should be adhering to, and then you should do it in your own creativity in whichever way you want within these confines. So you have to have a way to meet people and to, for people to find out what you're doing. And this could be as simple as it could be like your whole family finds out about it and they buy from you. If you like your social circles and it could be as far out as like reaching strangers in whatever way you want. Okay. So you have to find a way for that. You have to add value to people's lives. So you have to have a way to communicate to people what value you're adding to their lives. And you have to know like personally, the types of feelings and the types of things that they are getting from whatever you offer. And lastly, you can have a lot of people know what you do. 
And you can have a lot of people believe that what you do is valuable, but you also have to have some sort of way for them to purchase it from you. So you have to have some sort of an offer. You have to have some sort of a product, something for people to buy from you and a clear call to action for them to do it. Okay. And I think if you have those three principles, then throw out all the rest of it. Like you can do the rest of it however you want to. And so I really want you this week to just sit with like all of the information that you're taking in in your brain. Is this stuff that is just creating more confines for you? Is it stuff that's making you more confused? Or is it something that's expanding your ability to look at what you're doing and to troubleshoot what you're doing and to get really good at being you, right? So much information out there is to get really good at being like somebody else. (laughs) And I really think that that is the thing that will take your business to the next level. When you start working on getting better at being you, all the stuff comes up for you to heal. The way that you trust yourself the way that you talk to yourself when you make mistakes, all of those things, okay? That is the stuff that will make you unique in business and that will make you money in business. All right, that's all I have for you this week. I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.